0: We will, um, let's see, um, will all those who wish to please join me in the serenity prayer? I don't know if you can, i have been muted. All right, God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. This event is a collaborative effort between OA San Fernando Valley and OA Los Angeles Intergroups. The speaker portion of the event will be recorded and available as a podcast on both the OASF and OALAIG websites. Okay, what is a promise? A promise is a declaration or, or assurance that one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. There are many promises in the first 164 pages of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. In preparation for this workshop, we discovered a document listing 147 promises of recovery. We will share that document in the chat with you. Each of our six speakers this evening have selected two of their favorite promises and will share for 10 minutes on how those promises have come true for them. We will have our first three speakers, a brief intermission, followed by a quiz, just kidding. Uh, Then we'll resume with our last three speakers and the speaker portion of the event will be followed by member sharing. To keep this a safe environment for all members, virtual backgrounds have been disabled, saving the chat has been prevented We have disabled the ability for participants to unmute themselves. Use the raised hand feature to share during the sharing portion of the event. The host will manually unmute you. The hosts have uh, the discretion to mute all if anything inappropriate is heard. Offenders will then be immediately removed. And now I'd like to introduce to you our first speaker, Linda M. from Los Angeles.
1: Hi, everybody, Linda, Compulsive Overeater, bulimic. And I wanna thank Barbara for asking me to be here tonight. And I wanna welcome all the new people, if you're new or returnees, and I'm happy to see a lot of my friends here. It was hard to pick the promises. Um, There were so many, but I'll just give you a brief I came to OA in 1972, and and I had no idea about promises. I just wanted to lose a few pounds and be sane. And I came back in 1978, and I started working the program. And the, one of the promises that I picked is on page 57, we agnostics. Even so, God has restored us all to our right minds. And I really needed to be restored to right, my, my right mind. I mean, I was insane and I never wanted to say I was insane. Um, it says here on page 57 that some of us get it quickly a sudden revelation and some of us get it a little later. But when I finally came back to these rooms, I was told either you believe or you don't believe. It's, there's no middle of the road here. And so I chose to believe. And every day from 1978 till now, I'm on my knees. Dear God, please keep me clean and sober and abstinent. And every night I thank God. And I believe there is a power greater than myself that I can turn to for help that has held me in good stead for 43 years, which is a miracle because before I got here, I could not not stop eating. I was a bulimic. I was a quantity eater, I food took over my life. I would go to people, places and things. And the only thing that was important to me was eating as much as I could eat and getting rid of it and doing it over and over and over again. So when I finally got that God could restore me to sanity and I finally believed that it was possible, it says, even so has God restored all of us to our right minds. And to this, it was a revelation. It was sudden for some of us, but I've come to believe that all who honestly seek him, it is possible. And I have been restored to my right mind and I can go to people, places and things today and food and alcohol does not run my life. I can be with the people and I can I can be myself. And when I got here, I, I didn't know the this, The steps, I mean, I didn't, I had no idea. I just wanted to stop eating. Um, But I found a fellowship that could hold me up when I couldn't hold myself. I found the steps which I could live by. I found the tools which I could use on a regular basis. I went to lots of meetings. I took many commitments. And as a result, I have a life beyond my wildest dreams today. And as a result, where it says here, I wrote it down. Even so, has God restored us all to our right minds? And I do believe that I've been restored to my right mind today by working the steps, using the tools and living my life out loud. So that's the first promise. And I'll go into the second promise. I'm I, I'm not sure what the timing's like. How, how how much time do I have, Aure?
2: Seven minutes left.
1: Five? Seven. Seven. Okay. Could have gone longer on that one, but I'll go into the next one, which is we can look the world in the eye. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. And that's into action. Um, That's into action. And what that is, is after I finally admitted I was powerless and came to believe there was a power greater than myself. And I learned how to turn my will and my life over, which was difficult for me because I, believed that I had to run the show and I just didn't trust that I could turn my will and my life over but you told me I could act as if and I could pretend and I could use your God and so I learned I acted as if in so many situations I took millions of contrary actions if I just did what I learned growing up or did what I thought was best my life would be a mess, but I learned how to let go of my thoughts and my thinking. And I learned how to follow the people that went before me. I learned how to ask for help. And in this step, it talks about you do an inventory. I, I wrote down my secrets and I've done a few inventories and I read them to somebody. And as a result, after doing that, I did have a new peace and a new serenity in my life. and it says that after we do that and we come back and make sure that we you know were honest and that we got wrote down our fears and the people we need to make amends to and do all the things that we need to do to stay abstinent and and talk to it to to somebody a sponsor and and live our lives openly as a result today I do have peace and serenity in my life and I do I can look people in the eye and I can go to a party which I'm going to do tonight and I can be with the people and I can be myself and if I'm not comfortable I can leave but it's not about being at the buffet table or you know it's just my life isn't like that anymore and You know, I just, I have so much gratitude for this way of life. It's not for everybody. It's for people who want it. It's not for people who need it. It's an easy program, but there's a lot to do. Um, And there's work to be done. And I still get to go through the book with my sponsor line by line and go over everything, even after all these years. And I'm grateful that she is willing to do that with me because left to my own devices. I don't know if you're like me, but We get a life back here and I got a life, but when I think back to the way it used to be, getting a life, I would just be out the door. I would say, I don't need this anymore, but I I still need it. I still need you guys. I still need to work the steps. I still need to go to meetings. I still need to live my life out loud. I still need to ask for help. Um, I still need to be in action all the time and i love that i have those choices today because before the program i didn't feel like i had any choices my choice was going to the diet doctor was getting a diet book was fasting was had getting a colonic was it was crazy crazy a lot of crazy and today it's not crazy i'm not crazy i can look my i can when i got here i shared this often but i looked in the mirror one day and i couldn't see myself and so i went to a therapist and I got into a group and in the group were people that were in OA and I got led to my OA meeting first time 1972 and there were people like you guys in that room and you brought me to meetings and you told me get a sponsor and and I've had many different sponsors over the years I've tried many different food plans I went to all the different food programs but I got back to OA thank God And I got into the book and I got into the steps and I got into the tools. And as a result, I have peace and serenity in my life today. And I can look in that mirror and I can see that girl looking back at me and I can like that person. And if I don't like her, which sometimes I don't, I do things that I don't like, but I know what to do. I write about it. I pray about it. I talk about it. I share about it. I ask for help about it. And I get to the other side because I don't, I don't have drama and chaos in my life today, which I did have before the program. Um, I have peace and serenity and um, I have tools and I have solutions. You know, before it was talking about the problem, thinking about the problem, finding people to miser- commiserate about the problem. And today it's not like that. It's about having a problem and getting into the solution. And, um, Minutes you know, left. How many? Two minutes. So I can wrap it up in the two minutes by saying all the promises have com- come true for me. I know how to handle situations that used to baffle me. Um, I know a new freedom and a new happiness. I came from a fr- family that was worried, worried, worried about everything, everything, everything. And today I can abstain from negative thinking. Um, I can have friends in my life that are my that are really my friends and I don't have to go to dry wells anymore to look for connection you know I thought that I wanted attention when I got here but what I really wanted was connect to connect to to be heard to be seen and today I get to have that in my life today because of this program I get to be heard I get to be seen I get to tell the truth. And I get to say, I'm sorry when I make a mistake, which does happen more than I'd like, but I'm human and I get to be human today. And as a result, I have a life that, that I'm really happy to have. I'm grateful for what I have in my life today. Grateful to have a sister that I have a relationship with. I'm grateful to have you guys. I'm grateful to have a guy in my life that we're good friends, we're good, we're good together. And I wouldn't have any of this if I didn't have this program, I know I wouldn't. And one reason that I think I've been able to stay here is I remember what it used to be like and I never wanna go back there again. It, it wasn't. It wasn't worth it, none of it was worth it. This is worth everything. So thank you for letting me share and I can't wait to hear the others keep coming back.
0: Thank you so much, Linda. Um, Our next speaker will be Michael B.
3: Okay, here I am. Michael, how
2: would you like your time?
3: Uh, Over easy, please. Oh, no, Uh, how about uh, uh, five and five, please? You got it. Thank you, it's a way meaning. I think about food a lot. So I'm glad to be here. My name is Michael, and I wanna thank Barbara for uh, having me. I wanna thank Linda for uh, living the program for 42 years. That's a long, long time. And uh, if she's like me, you know, she just does it a day at a time. And um, I couldn't fathom uh, doing this uh, for, for any amount of time. I didn't even, when somebody suggested, I tell them what I was going to eat. Uh, I didn't want to and I didn't know and I didn't really care, but I did care because I had put on 30 pounds in 30 days and, you know, I was in another program and I was pretty conscious about what was going on. So anyway, in the beginning, I just uh, trusted somebody enough to ask for help and uh, and it's been uh, my uh, absence date is July 20th, 1990. So I've been doing this for a few days at a time, and I wouldn't be doing it if it didn't work. I love the thing that you read in the beginning, declaration or assurance that you will do something or something will happen. And that was, I think, a definition of a promise that you had read. And I don't want to do anything. Uh, I like to lay in bed and eat pizza. And um, but because of the steps of this program, um, I just got to take a little teeny next indicated action, which sometimes I don't even know what it is because I get a little self-obsessed. And then I call a sponsor and they direct me to that little action. And it's been my experience that if I take the action, whether I want to or not, that is is of my higher self, the second part of this is something will happen. Something happens. And I believe in serendipity. And when I'm doing the right thing, the universe seems to open up to me and things kind of fall into place. And like Linda said, I feel a part of, and I didn't necessarily think I wanted to feel a part of, I just wanted to leave you alone and you leave me alone. So let me get to the promise here. Um, we ask, um, the life will take on new meaning to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you. So. I'll use a specific example and um, maybe let's use today. I don't want to get out of bed on Saturday morning, but I've, I'm a secretary of a meeting and uh, I had my COVID booster a couple of days ago. And, you know, my arm hurts a little bit, but I got guys that call and we read uh, from the literature and we say little prayers and we kind of kibitz and get that gives me the willingness and the strength to get out of bed and get in the shower. You know what I mean? And, um, and i did that and i dressed up a little bit and i showed up to my meeting and uh it's a hybrid meeting and it's half zoom and it's half room and we had a big controversy whether we should stay on zoom and so we split we're gonna go most of some of us will go in the room and some of us will go on zoom but anyway this is a fellowship uh who um who uh who were recovering together and um i have friends in that meeting that i know for many many years Um, and I have a guy that I'm working with that is having a a problem with relationships. And after the meeting, we sat down and we read from the big book and we, you know, and we talked a little bit. And as a matter of fact, he just called me right before I was supposed to pitch and, um, So we're there for each other. And uh, it makes me feel good. And it makes me not want to anesthetize myself with food. If I'm if I feel useful, and I feel like I'm helping others. And because I've done this for a number of days at a time, um, God has given me that life experience um, um, to when life gets crazy, and I get scared, and I and I hurt to go through it without binging a day at a time. And then Show somebody else how to do that. And there's no feeling that's uh, better than that. You know, you hear that uh, there's no uh, food that's as good as abstinence feels. So that's what it's all about. That's what it feels like for me. Um, So um, let's see. So we have something called the party line. And, you know, there are little factions of people. Sometimes I'll be in a meeting and I'll say, God, look at these people. They're, they're, they're clicks. And, you know, they think they're better than me. And my ego is very, very active, but I, we have our own little clique of people that I sponsor and we call it the party line. And, uh, we talk to each other and it motivates me to get out of bed. And, uh, like I say, we pray and we read literature and, uh, that's, uh, Life taking on new meaning. That's that's a promise that's really uh, come true for me. Um, the other promise was we ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. At once we uh, commenced to outgrow fear. Well, I don't. I didn't think I was fearful when I was anesthetizing myself with food, but then I got abstinent and I got scared real quickly, and I realized how fear permeated uh, every you know, what is it called? The corroding thread in the big book it talks about. That's five? So give me specific examples. Um, uh, I never had a full-time job until I was 43 years old. Um, To say the least, I was a little uh, fearful of commitment. And um, I went to my sponsor and he made a suggestion that I go talk to a counselor about a career that uh, I was going to have before I went to program and I told the sponsor that I didn't think that was a good idea because I wanted to be an actor and uh, I was considering teaching before um, and he said just go talk to a counselor and uh, he said it doesn't matter whether you teach whether you act the spiritual axiom behind that is you go back and you complete something that you left unfinished. So I could, you got to break it down into simple chunks for me. So I went to talk to a counselor. And um, so um, asking God to remove my fear of going to the counselor, of taking a class, of going back to graduate school in my 40s, uh, of getting a couple of teaching credentials, of uh, being in a career for 26 years that, um, that I think I'm pretty good at with God's help. And um, being able to, if I want to retire now and to have uh, that consistently consistency and, and um, um, structure in my life and monetary stuff, this is not nothing of my own making. Um, I'm an only child. I don't have any siblings, any brothers or sisters. Uh, before I came to you, I tried a marriage. I tried to take a lady hostage and took her into the disease and uh, had a beautiful son as a result of that but the marriage didn't last and I came to you and I um, and I made amends to my ex-wife. My son uh, uh, 14 years ago um, uh, was attracted to this program and he's been clean and sober for 14 and a half years and he has a a uh, wife and three children now made me a granda, and they live. They live the the principles of the program, and has nothing to do with my will. Um, I have a beautiful wife. Uh, same. Guy with the same character defects but god has given me a chance to do it right this time and to work the 12 steps and to make him my wife my current wife is on the top of my amends list and on a daily basis god gives me the opportunity to deal with my own mishagas and to just leave her alone and um so like i say we've been married oh my god like so i just turned 70 and uh that in, in itself uh is a miracle i don't know if I'd be alive from this disease, but I certainly wouldn't be married for 30 years. And Christine and I have been together for 40 years. And uh, my uh, young, oldest daughter's 29, and 25-year-old daughter, and a son that's 22, and my other son is 44. Life is rich and full of meaning, and I still ask God to remove my fear and direct my attention to what He would have me be. I've got a sponsor that is. Uh, Miracle worker, because he takes my phone my phone calls almost on a daily basis. He's in Mexico now. He's semi-retired, and uh, and he helps he helps me with uh, with uh, dealing with my fear, so I don't have to anesthetize myself with food. So anyway, um, I think Louis, I'm uh, getting near the end, as the Beatles would say. I think it's getting near the end. Sergeant Pepper's Loom. So thank you for letting me share my head with you. And uh, again, thank you, Barbara, for asking me. And uh, there's a lot of people on here, 128. So uh, we're in this love together, folks. So thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Michael. And our third speaker for the first half is going to be Ms. Holly G.
2: Holly, how would you like your time?
4: Um, Thanks, Louis. I think uh, five and then a one minute warning would be perfect. Thank you. Um, Hi, everybody. I'm Holly. I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm a hundred pounder. um, And I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you, Barbara, for asking me to share today in this meeting. This is a very special meeting every year that we have. And, and it just sets off. um, It brings us all together. I think that's the most important thing is we We get to come all together and share our our recovery with each other. So um, for those who don't know me, I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm a hundred pounder. I'm a garden variety compulsive overeater and um, came into program at 280 pounds. And uh, I'm maintaining half of that weight right now. And that's pretty much my healthy body weight. So and I've done that for 19 and a half years, um, by the grace of God and by working the steps and by doing the work. That's the most important thing: is I do the work um, consistently. I think consistency is one of my gifts. That I I, I find something that works and I keep doing it. Um, there's no there's no real magic to that. It just that's how it that's how it works for me. Um, I'm really grateful that. I have that abstinence and I'm grateful that I have a life today that I've never I never thought was possible and. um, i'll I'll share about my promise a little bit It's one of my favorite pages actually and i'll I'll read it, it is uh, the paragraph before. says perhaps there's a better way we think so, for we are now on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God we trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. We're in the world to play the role he assigns just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us and humbly rely on him does he enable us to match calamity with serenity I love the word calamity. (laughs) I think that's a that's a good description right there calamity Um, and then my quote my quote that I picked for what my first promises we ask him to remove our fear. And direct our attention to what he would have us be. At once we commence to outgrow fear. I have not. <laughs> I don't think. Just like the character defects, um, I haven't outgrown fear. What I've done though is, it's so much more manageable now, you know. And and my life looks different. I would. I grew up. I grew up in such a way that. I, I was literally afraid of everything. And my biggest fear was probably people. I think people were my biggest fear. There was so much fear around people um, until I came to program and got that kind of sorted out. But there's so much fear around people. There was, I, I had, I could list off the hundred forms of fear that I have. So the way I coped with that is I, I ate, constantly i ate constantly because what that would do it, it didn't take the fear away but it would it would dull it down just a little bit so i could get to my next whatever that was that's what the food would do and I, and of course i was in fear all the time so i ate all the time i just kept eating and i i walked around in my life until i was 46 and that's when i came into program For the second time, but for the time that actually stuck, um, I walked around in constant fear and I walked around at 280 pounds, basically 240 to 280 pounds that whole time, I was never a healthy body weight in my adult life so. When I when I came into program and started working the steps I didn't know that I was working on. Trusting God. I just knew that I was I put down the food and I was doing what my sponsor said and we were working the first three steps. I didn't know what the result was be would be. I was so willing to do that and I was so willing to be there and do what she said. I didn't even I didn't really care. I and I certainly didn't care about the weight by that time. I was so over that. Okay. I would I just needed to be somewhere. And and by working the steps and by listening to you. I started to grow this closer relationship with a higher power. I didn't, thank God, I didn't have any, there was nothing, there was no problem with it. Uh, I knew that I, the way I grew up, I was just lucky to be alive and I was lucky to have a job. I was lucky to be here in California. I was lucky due to, to a lot of things in my life. But when I got here, I just sat down. Like there was no, I wasn't thinking about what the result of working the steps would be. But what happened was I'm getting this closer and closer relationship with God and with people. So there's the people thing. Again, I'm talking to people and I'm getting just that little bit more comfortable. All the time, food is, I put the food down, which was essential at that point. So I could open up my, my head cleared and I got to build this relationship with God. The That's fear tired. is that five. Thank you, Lewis. The fear started to get less. Okay. So I, I still have fear today, but I have, I have a lot of times I have a solution for the fear. I'm afraid of the cold. I'm afraid of being cold. I'm not afraid of the cold. I'm afraid of being cold. I'm afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of people. and And you would never know that today. Because I live my life through, the, through recovery in such a way that I, I talk to my sponsor about it, I talk to my fellows about it, and there's, that's my solution, and I don't eat over it. So it gets to, it gets to pass right through me. Um, the other promise that I, was, I picked is out of the family afterward. And it says, uh, we are sure God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. I just love that. I have I've actually I've actually kind of I don't even know how to say it, grown a personality <laughs> since I've been in program and I've been you know these 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 things that were bothering me so much have have gotten less and they've they've kind of washed away. I ha- actually have a, a sense of humor and I have a sense of humor just even with myself. I I I laugh a lot of the time and I don't remember ever laughing before, you know, and I have a lot of joy in my life and it's not over the big things. I mean, I have joy over everyday small, everyday things. And I love that. I, I laugh, you know, I have a kind of a slew of sponsees and, and many of them were taught. I laugh a lot with them. Like we, this, this disease is very serious. The solution brings humor in. We can bring humor in. Um, it made me want to stay when I got to know a lot of you and we started hanging out together. It made me want to stay in program and it made me feel included. It the first time in my life I felt a part of something, and I felt included as in something. And it did include a lot of laughter. You know, again, I I I have laughter by myself too. I, you know, I have a. Um, you guys know I was I, I've been working a lot on work issues, but you know, there's so much stuff in my work. There's so many people that I adore at my work. I talk to guys from down south, they're they're called local techs, and they're but they're really landscapers. And I you know, we, we talk in such a way, they're so fun and they're so polite, and I we just I just roar. I laugh and I can't He's like, I'm, the answer is, I'm up in a tree, you know, okay. And I'm hysterical laughing. I I want to be, this is the person I want to be, okay? I want to be lighthearted. I want to be uh, peaceful and calm. And I get to do that through this program and with all of you. You know, all that stuff in the past that happened that I was so afraid of, um, if I gather all that together, that makes me, I don't want to get rid of it. There, it's not that I, I'm never angry. I don't want to get rid of it. I want to work on it because what that does is it brings out the best of me. It brings out, I want to be a, a person of integrity. All right. So that, and and that's, I'm able to do that by just being honest. And I I have a sponsor that, that we, I think we've been together for probably 10, probably 12 or 13 years. And we talk about we talk to each other about things we talk about things that are are i do a 10 step and and we talk in the morning about anything that i need to but um we talk about things that really are deep down issues for me and i get to bring those right back out and i do writing and i learn to walk through those things and and actually enjoy walking through them in minute thanks lewis I enjoy doing this program. I enjoy working with sponsees. I enjoy working with my sponsor. I love the life I have today. Um, It's full of love. My life is full of love. And I like to let it in. I'm able to let it in. I'm able to give it out. And that's probably the most important. That's all I really ever wanted to, to was to be somewhere and be included and let myself be myself. And that's the, that's what the promises um, show me, that I can be an abstaining member and just live a life that I never thought was possible. So thanks for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Holly. Thank you so much. Okay. So it is now we're going to take a little break an intermission now is time for the seventh tradition and I'm going to pop that into the chat there you go there's a link and then if you want to make a donation to world service that's oa.org and oa r2.org is region so you can donate to wherever you want to make a donation tonight and we appreciate your support okay um, the contributions that go the contributions go directly to the OA San Fernando Valley Intergroup and OA as an organization during this time may we please have Mark L from Connecticut read the 12 traditions which are going to be screen shared. Okay, I think Mark needs to be unmuted.
2: Bingo. There My we go. Mark. My name is Mark. I'm a composer over here in Benima. Indeed, the 12th edition of Over here in the Moundwood. One, a Commonwealth that should come first personal recovery, depend upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one alternate authority, a loving God, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conference, our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, a set in manner, affecting other group or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the composer over here who still suffers. Six, an OA group often never endorses finance or lend the OA name to any related facilities or outside enterprise, less problem of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, any OA group ought to be fully self-employed, deciding outside contributions. Eight, and anonymous shall remain forever, now professional, while our service center may employ special workers. Nine, OAS often never be organized, but we may create service board or committee diverting responsible to those they serve. 10, OAS had no opinion on outside issues, hence the OAS name often never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these decisions, ever remind us to place principle before personality. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Mark. Thanks for flying all the way in from Connecticut. Okay, now we're going to take announcements from the community. Let me guess, Susan and Lewis have an announcement?
5: Quite possibly, quite possibly. Hi, everybody. Susan, compulsive over ETA. So OA is turning 62 the weekend of January 14th through 16. We're going to gather with our friends from all over the world. Window of Opportunity. We are starting on the Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern, and I suppose 4 p.m. Mountain. I don't want to forget them. And for Australia, I can't figure it out, that they will be able to come that late. We have a very unique opportunity here as it is hopefully the last year that we are going to be together on Zoom. We've also secured Spanish translation that will be available at some of the sessions. I urge you to sign up now, not because you won't be able to get in, but we want you, if you've never used the app before, if you didn't join us last year, we want you to get comfortable. We want to be available to help you as much as we can. And when it's showtime, we can certainly help you, but we won't have as much time to. So any questions, let myself or Lewis know. Lewis, do you have anything to add? Oh, and it's 30 minutes oh. for the whole weekend, including all the recordings.
2: You took what I was going to say. All the recordings are included. 30 bucks, you can't beat that price. Even if you don't go, just for the recordings, totally worth it, oabdp.org, oabdp.org. Reach out to Susan and I if you have any issues. Thanks so much.
5: And nobody will be turned away for lack of funds, so please contact one of us privately if you need financial assistance. Thank you. Are there
0: any other announcements? Use your participation hand if you have an announcement. Okay. I don't see any hands. So we are going to move on and resume with the second set of speakers. And I would like to introduce you to our fourth speaker who is Erin P.
6: Yes, hi everybody, I'm Erin P.
2: Hi, Aaron. Sorry to interrupt.
6: How would you like your yeah. time? Oh, um, you can give me eight and two, please.
2: You got
6: it. Okay, great. Okay, so hello, everyone. I'm I'm Aaron P. in Los Angeles. It's so good to see you all. Oh, Ray, thank you so much for asking me to be here uh, tonight at the Promises meeting. I always come or I have often come to the in-person promises meeting in Los Angeles, and it's just such a lovely candle lit experience. And uh, it's a little different this year, but it's really good to be here and it's an honor to speak at an OA meeting. So uh, thanks for having me. Um, I am, uh, I don't think I said, I'm Erin. I'm, re- I'm a recovering anorexic bulimic. Um, and my promises, I have two promises as everyone does. Um, and the first one is, um, I'll just read it for you. I have it written down here. As we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. Um, yeah, I just I loved this promise. Um, I feel like it's really juicy. I feel like there's a lot packed into this one promise. and I, I hope to touch on as much of it as I can, but um, you know the first the, the first piece, like as we enjoyed peace of mind, I think one of the greatest things that OA has given me actually is a peace of mind, um, a sustained peace of mind. Um, and it's, I mean it's not I'm not you know zen all the time but I feel like before I came in there was just so much noise in my head um, that I really didn't have a peace of mind I really didn't even know what serenity was I don't think and I didn't even I wasn't even aware that I was in like this constant um, anxious state just on repeat in my brain of for me it was I need to be smaller, I need to be smaller, how do I get smaller, I need to be smaller, How I need to be smaller. Um, and, you know, that is not a peaceful place to live. Um, and uh, the next piece of it is, as we discovered we could face life successfully. Um, gosh, the word I, I underlined the word successfully, because um, I did not know how to face life successfully before coming in. I um oh gosh, my life is just so different today because of of my recovery of allowing in, like the first part of this says, we felt a new power flow in. I have to let my higher power take the wheel of my life. I have to <laughs> because if I don't um I I am in a constant state of um, gripping, and I'm in a constant state of trying to fix, manage, and control. And living in that s- space, um, a just like cuts off higher power entirely. And like I, you know, m- my higher power's will for my life is like cut off if I'm not if I'm just constantly thinking that I have to grip and hold and control everything. Um, it, it's it's a really not an enjoyable way of living, and it and I can't I, I can't live successfully if if I'm gripping and trying to run my own life. I just can't. Um, when I came into program, so I in January I will have um, five years of abstinence, and I'll have been in the years or in the um, program for six years. And when I came in six years ago, my life uh, looked really different. And people say that a lot, you know, my life was really small and I didn't recognize then. And I'm still learning here six years later, like the effects of particularly anorexia and how that desire to have a small body is just one tiny little piece of the eating disorder, having a small body and eating small amounts of food is, is just one tiny little microcosm of what the disease does to me. And so the need for a smaller body translates, I've found, to literally ever, every other part of my life, whether it's a smaller apartment, I need a smaller apartment, I need a smaller car, I need less friends, I need less love. I just, like, everything gets so shrunken down and small because that's where I feel like I can control it. If my life is small and contained, then I can control everything. And, um, you know, I, I can't live a successful life from that place. I just, I, I truly can't. And I feel like I've really um, just been uncovering that more and more in my recovery. Um, and the next piece of this promise is as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. And I have to echo one of the speakers before me who said, I don't know if I lose my fear. Um, I think that I, uh, it's much more manageable today. Um, and before coming, I would, you know, to program, I would just wake up in the morning and just, I mean, just, I don't even know. It was like a fear, fear bomb in my head of just like, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And what about that? And then there's this, and then there's that just like completely spun out. And I still will wake up in that state some mornings. Not every morning like it used to be, but I will still wake up in that state of just like the the rambly monkey mind and of just like worry and fear, and uh, it's it's hard for me to to uh, detach from that. But what I the first thing that I go to is just my higher power because I know now today that that my higher power is the only thing that's going to help me release from that state of mind and that deep fear. Um, And so there's just a, a prayer that I say in my head pretty much every morning. I wake up just saying this prayer, like just trying to like invite that my higher power in to just soothe me and remember that I don't have to do it all, that it's not all up to me. Like the third step says, like I turn my life and my will over to a power greater than myself. And I um I was in a meeting, oh gosh, probably a year ago or something, and someone said that on their nightstand table they have a little letter from God that says, "Good morning, babe. Um, I got everything covered. <laughs> you don't have to worry about a thing. Love God or love Higher Power or whatever." And I loved that so much. It was just like, oh yeah, like I don't I don't need to worry about anything. Like I t- I really just get to give it to my Higher Power. And when I give it to my higher power, my life just gets so much bigger and actually more enjoyable, as it says. And I'm able to live life much more successfully. Um, and that's when I begin to live, uh, lose the fear of today, tomorrow, and the hereafter, um, is through that process. Um, so that's that promise. <laughs> I must be getting close to my, to my time, but I'll just move to the next promise, which is we have recovered and have been given the power to help others and i um i loved this promise because um it just speaks to for for me it's it's the power to help others is specific, most specifically in my sponsees and yeah maybe i've been given the power to help them but they help me i mean people say it all the time, like. Uh, they help me so much. They help me so, so, so much. My sponsors are just amazing. And um, it's Minutes so, uh, thank you. Um, it's so satisfying to feel of use in the world. And I think that that's what spoke to me about this promise is like to, to I don't think I ever really felt that, that I don't even know what, how to describe it beyond just like feeling useful in the world. And feeling like my, my existence and me just being there for, you know, my three sponsees every single day for, I mean, all three of my sponsees I've been working with for years, years. And, uh, you know, getting to watch them walk through life, the ups and the downs of life. And they watch me walk through. I mean, it's just, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And we get to recover together. You know, we get to um, just take it one day at a time and our, you know, our lives just get better and better and bigger and bigger. And um, yeah, I, I keep saying lately, like, I don't think I've ever been happier in my entire life. I really don't. Like, I feel like I got this, I got a, a great job. I love, I got a great apartment that I love. I've got uh, so many amazing loving friends that are just really fill me up i'm have a new boyfriend it's fun and great and it's just like man my life is just so good and it's because i just keep giving it to my higher power you know when i deep de- claw from my will and just like let my higher power do my higher powers thing. Life is really, really good. And honestly, way better than I could ever have imagined it to be. Um, so that's gotta be my time, right? Got <laughs> yeah,
7: 15 seconds.
6: Oh, 15 seconds. Uh, I don't think I have anything other than that. Just to say thank you all and welcome. If we have any newcomers, I'm so happy you're here. Um, you want my phone number, please feel free to chat at me and I will be happy to share that with you. So, uh, happy holidays, everyone. Thank you, Aaron.
0: Okay, we now have our own Roger V. Would you like to unmute, and or can someone unmute him?
8: I'm unmuted. Roger, how would you like your time, sir? Uh, three, five, and two, and you can bet those tonight numbers on Powerball. Three, five, and two. Uh, Roger, compulsive overeater, I wanna start with a set-aside prayer. God, please set aside everything that I think I know about myself, my brokenness, my spiritual path in you, for an open mind and a new experience of myself, my brokenness, the 12 steps, and especially you. Amen. Uh, R.A., thank you for asking me to come tonight. It's an honor and a privilege and a pleasure uh, hearing the other speakers. I feel humbled by the amount of recovery they have and what they had to say. So I feel blessed to be here tonight. My first promise is we will intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle us from page 84 of the big book. I've been in 12-step rooms in AA for 37 years. When I came in and for many, many years in recovery, most everything baffled me. I didn't know how to intuitively handle squat. Um, I just didn't drink or use no matter what. But basically, I was a dry drunk as I wasn't working steps or a program. Um, When I found OA about 32 years ago, after I ate, get this, not a box, a case of healthy cereal. And as it says in the AA Big Book on page 134, the new man should constantly have chocolate available for quick energy value at times of fatigue. Well, I took that literally. And um, that's how I came into OA. And, um, you know, in looking back, if I'm honest, it was dieting with group support in the beginning. Um, As a cool AA soberish, I left OA for about 29 years. You know, fast forward to today, December 2nd of this year, I celebrated three years of abstinence. And today I can say that most days and in most situations, I do know how to handle situations that used to baffle me. And I, de- I looked up the definition of baffled. It's totally bewildered or perplexed. And that's not me today at all. Um, you know, I get that wee small voice that I call God and it acts as a compass for me. Everything from my driving to how I deal with service people on the phone or in person, to how I act in relationships, to how I respond appropriately in business, uh, it's all different. You know, how to be one of many, not better than or worse than you. As I get got deeper into reco- the recovery process, I see situations more clearly and can tap into that inner resource God. In active addiction, the promises seemed like pie in the sky to me. You know, we get the ability back to make choices in our lives that were not possible when I was binging or compulsively overeating. My life choices were clouded and then taken away from me by the food. Um, If we stick with the program, work the steps, and stay in the center of the herd, our lives will change for the better. I've experienced this. As my brain is functioning functioning normally once again, I'm able to think things through and plan before I act. Today, I'm able to base decisions on intellect rather than emotions. I do the next right thing for the right reason, with the right intention and heart, and leave the results to God.
2: That's three? That's five. Uh, Yeah, that's three, sorry.
8: That's three. Um, But there are still times after all these years where I don't know how to handle situations that used to baffle me. Uh, The difference is today that I'm more willing to ask for help, G-O-D, good orderly direction, and I'm more teachable than ever before. I still talk to both my AA and OA sponsors pretty much on a daily basis. I like the accountability. I'm still an addict and don't want to come off the rails. Um, At my age, I like to bust myself and tell a quick story. Uh, It's called um, Alameda Swap Meet versus Beverly Hills Jeweler. Uh, My very first customer and friend of 42 years said, my wife and I, before COVID, we used to get our jewelry tuned up on cruise ships. Can you take my very expensive diamond ring and have the prongs tightened on it? And I said, why me? But I said, I was gonna take it to the Alameda squat meet where I had my wedding ring sized bigger twice for $10. And my sponsor pointed out, are you willing to lose this man's $100,000 ring? And I said, no. And he said, I think you better find a reputable jeweler. So I went to a jeweler in Beverly Hills When it was time to pay them, I said, what do I owe you? They said, you don't owe us anything. We don't get to see diamonds of this quality very often. And that was God doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. My second promise is we shouldn't be shy on this matter of prayer. Better men than we are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. I have a friend, Scott C., who says in the morning, I don't talk to man before I talk to the man. It's a prayer practice, meaning I didn't and I don't all, didn't get it all at once. It's slowly over time. It says on page um, at night, we constructively review our day. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Were we kind and loving towards all? Have we set, kept something to ourselves which we should have discussed with another person at once? In essence, a balance sheet I bring to God. Um, I I make my review. I ask God's forgiveness. Um, My main prayer time is first thing in the morning before doing anything else. On the days where I don't pray first, 100% of the time, my day doesn't go as well. If I'm looking at the phone or I'm thinking of what I got to do, it just doesn't go very well. Um, And I like the beginning of that on awakening where it says that, are especially asking it to be divorced from self pity, dishonest or self seeking motives. Things go better with God. When it's all about God, I have a chance. When it's about me and my plans and my designs and my will, it never gets any traction. We ask especially for freedom from self will. I try to remember I try to remember to end all my prayers with if it be thy will because I want to be humble before God. I ask God, show me how I can be of maximum service to you and my fellow man. What my daily prayer practice looks like in the morning is I start with the big book. I read page 62, selfishness, self-centeredness. That we think is the root of our troubles. Then I read page 63, the third step prayer. Then I read page 78, the seventh step prayer. Then as I said, I read on awakening 86 to 88. Then I read page 417 and acceptance is the answer. I read some a paragraph out of the Little Red Book. Um, on my phone, I have the Hazleton Betty Ford thought for the day and the AA Daily Reflection. And then I read four to six other things that some are approved and some are not program approved. I read something out of the Bible every day. Um, on alternative days, I have a prayer list with probably hundred to two hundred names that I pray out loud for those people on my list. I don't do any of this perfectly. I try to come as close as humanly possible. It's it's an ideal. It's like kind of like horseshoes and hand grenades. I just need to come close. Um, I just want to be open and teachable before God. On Thursday in the Hazleton Betty Ford thought for the day. It said the process for the OA. It says the process of getting well is a privilege and a gift. Thank you God for the process of getting well. We live by faith, not by sight. My life mission statement is to love God more, to love people, and to love more people. My goal is to be in alignment with God and to be aligned with reality. Um, My license plate cover on my car at the top says, does God seem far away? And underneath it says, guess who moved? Uh, The difference maker today is God himself working through us as only he can, so he can reveal himself to those who don't know him or his love. I do my best to love people, but I'm a flawed man. God is perfect. God is love. We need to learn how to love others because as page 62 says in the big book, selfishness and self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. My four answers I get from God to my prayers are yes, no, not now, or you got to be kidding me. Um, I want to thank each and every one of you for being here tonight. You know, this is... Thank you. This is a we program and we can do together what none of us could do by ourselves. You know, I need that accountability today. You know, um, the first three letters of the word diet are die. And I dieted before. And then when it was over, then what did I do? Tonight for this, I put on my, what I call my skinny jeans, size 30, 30 waist. And I don't weigh myself, they fit perfectly. And that's got it's only through God's grace and mercy that I'm here tonight. Because if you had told me on December 1st that the next day pizza, locks and bagels, burritos, tacos would be taken away from one day to the next, I would have told you you were effing crazy. And as I said, if you're new today, if you're struggling, if you're not struggling, we can do the holidays together. There's no one that's on this room that will. I've never been turned down in program, and all I need to do is ask for help. So I wish all of you a healthy, happy, safe new year. I wish all of you an absent holiday, and may God's blessing shine upon each and every one of you. I'm grateful to be here tonight, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Roger. And our last speaker, who is certainly not the least, is the lovely Terry W. from mass come on
2: how would you like your time
7: Could i get a five and one please is that okay
2: yes ma'am gotcha thank
7: you and thank you for your service janet and thank you ori for inviting me here today i feel honored and um you know i've read the promises at least a zillion times over and over and over and over and i've never really looked at each one specifically and, and looked at exactly what they meant so i loved You asked me to do this. The uh, Well, oh, by the way, I am a recovered anorexic bulimic, and I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. The first um, promise I had chosen was what first, seemed at first to be a flimsy read has proven to be the loving and powerful hand of God. A new life has been given to us, or if you prefer, a design for living that really works. And that is out of the chapter, there's a solution. It's on page 28. So one thing I did learn about the promises while I was doing this is that there are 150 of the promises um, are the first edition of the big book. And most of those are related to the ninth step, but there are several others that are related to the first 100 men and women that that did recover. So I found that was really interesting. So when we read about, you know, gravity for a flimsy read, what we're talking about the way I interpret it is that it's like the desperation of a drowning person being, you know, nothing could get worse in my life, you know, and I have to just grab something because nothing else is working. Um, and, you know, I looked up the definition of read, you know, what flimsy meant, and I came up with um, lacking solidarity or strength, lacking substance or significance, fragile, insignificant, unimportant, or beyond belief. And, you know, we I do want to talk about this so many of us define God in a different way or a higher power and you know what really matters is we just have to be willing to believe something's bigger than ourselves and it says in the big book we don't have to believe in God we have to believe something out there is bigger than ourselves and the whole key to that is willingness Um, and they talk about that in chapter 3 in the 12 and 12 but that's my favorite but I, I won't get into that now but you know a lot of people that I talked to they had a punishing God you know that was mean and cruel and evil and You know, I know it's difficult for a lot of people, and I myself had to go back into my childhood and say, what is Terry's conception of God? It's not my mother's was, because my mother said, I don't believe in God. Here you go, drop us off at church. You know, and my grandma's was totally different. God is everything. So I had to peel that onion away as it talks about the big book, come up with my own perception of God. And you know, for those Swazis that I have that are having trouble finding conception of God, well, I say, why don't you write a letter and say, what is your perfect example of what you want God to be? And that is your God or your higher power, whatever you want to call it. And I remember years ago, I had a sponsor and her, her God was a fairy and that worked for her. So that's perfectly fine. Um, but when I read this, it's really sad for me because I was this person um, that was drowning and I don't think my life could have ever gotten worse. I think it, I hit dirt bottom. And I, I know God said, I don't know how many search and rescue missions for me. And I just, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. But, you know, my life was so horrific. And I was, I come from anorexia. I was 72 pounds. I'd eat a couple of raisins a day or I would chew gum a few days. Um, Walked five miles a day. And I'd faint during half of the walk because I was so skinny. I couldn't even walk without fainting. And then I went into severe bulimia after that, which was entailed 13 hours of binging and throwing up. So I got to to my wit's end and what scared me was here is I didn't control the food anymore, it controlled me. And that was scary. And it wasn't until I got to that point that I could reach for that Flames You Read who I had to trust somebody, right? I mean, I could not do this myself. I tried everything. I tried treatment centers, um, what else did I do? I used to chew food and spit it out. You know, that's going to help me not gain weight. Um, reading self-help books, you know, eating alone, all those things, you know, I tried and nothing ever worked. So what was the problem? My lack of power. And that's what this is talking about is I found that I had lack of power. And as it says in the big book, we have lack of power. What do we need? We need power. And we do we find that power through the steps. Um, so this was my dilemma and i did reach for this flimsy read because i had to give up my own will and my own control over everything i tried to control my whole life and it just didn't work but i had to be beaten to death to actually reach out for this flimsy read and i never thought it was possible i never thought my life could ever be where it is today um, and you know also a design for living that really works my gosh like i wake up today and i don't think about. Food, twenty four seven. I mean, I wake up and you know I do my spiritual practice and you know I work my program extremely hard, but it's I'm recovered. The thought of food has been taken away from me, and I never no thought that dream would ever be possible. But it wasn't until I could smash that self will, that control, that I could ever get to where I am today, and it's a blessing. It really is a design for living that I, I as you've heard others say, is remarkable and it's second to none. So that was my first one. And what is my time?
2: You have 26 seconds
6: on the five-minute mark.
7: Okay. So I'll go to the next one, which the the second one that I chose was, promise, was we suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. And that's taken out of the chapter into action, and you'll find that on page 84. And, you know, what's amazing about studying the 12 steps in general is that we have an and, then go. and what we see through the promises now is our life is possible to live after we work the 12 steps. And I honestly thought we worked the 12 steps and it was over, and I was about to live my life happily ever after. That's not the case at all. Um, but you know, we developed a mindset before doing the first 12 steps. And now, after the 12 steps, we have, you know, for me, I have to work steps 10, 11, and 12 on a daily basis. Um, this is a really interesting promise because it says first, there's two parts to this promise, which I hadn't realized. And the first one is, um, it talks about, it describes a sudden realization, suddenly realized that God is doing for us. So when we talk about that, you know, people have written about that, you know, we talk about our spiritual awakening being uh, usually gradual. So this maybe isn't talking about a spiritual awakening, this part, because it's sudden. Um and the second part of that is promise is that we have limitations. And that was a surprise. You know, God does not do everything for me. I thought I did, but God doesn't. So what I lack myself that I cannot control is I cannot control my eating and my food disorder. I can, I mean, I never could make a decision. I mean, my weight was so low. I couldn't even think straight. You know, I come from such a horrific place. So I, I have lack of control. But you know, what, God? so what the things that I could do is I could go to meetings, I can make phone calls, I can work the the tools, I can um, have sponsees, I can, you know, work my program really hard. Those are things I can do. But the other things I could not do, God did for me. And they're like little miracles. I remember when I sat there when I first came into program with my sponsor, I wrote down all my tools and I'd call her every day and I would check each one off. And I'm like, why is this not working? Why is this not working? And then the next day I'd be like, checking them off and it wouldn't work. I was like, I don't know what the matter is with me. And you know what? One day, all of a sudden I just stopped throwing up after 13 hours a day after doing it for four years. Like, how does that happen? That was not me. It was not me at all. Like I did this for four years, 13 hours a day, and all of a sudden I just stopped. You know, and that was such God intervening in my life. Those things I could not do for myself. Um, And you know, I think about where I was before God intervened, and I had no job. Uh, I was losing my apartment. My boyfriend left me. Um, I was getting, I was, uh, they were shutting off the heat in my house. They fired me from my job because they thought I was a liability. I was too thin, you know. So my life was horrible. But after I started being willing and doing the things that I could do on my own, God could reach and, and think about me. And today, you know, I co-create with God, you know, during the day, all day, I reach out for God and co-create with Him. You know, I wake up and I pray through the day. I even walk around a bit, God, please protect me and, and you know, and say my prayers. And I'm with God's with me all day. And if He's not, I'm like, Where's God in all this? So is it a miracle that God has done these things for me in my life because it certainly has not been done by me. And again, the fellowship has been critical for me. You know, all of you here have been so wonderful and helpful to me in my recovery and a big part of it. So um, I'm just really, really grateful for the life I have today. And if you're new, please keep coming back because it does work. If it can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. So
0: um,
7: I wanna thank you so much for letting me share. And I'm complete.
0: Thank you, Terry. Um, let's take a moment to thank our wonderful speakers for sharing their experience, strength, and hope on how the promises have manifested in their recovery. Oh, that was wonderful. Okay. It is now time for sharing. Um, and um, I.